0: Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Welcome in. I will say welcome back, but if you guys haven't checked out the first part of the doubleheader where we talk about Deshaun Watson and free agency, make sure you do that on Locked On Texans on YouTube and all of the major podcasting platforms. But for today's show, we will be diving into not free agency, the NFL draft. And hopefully by the time you guys hear this, it isn't a crazy trade where Houston gets back a bunch of picks, a couple of firsts, couple of seconds moving forward. We're gonna keep it how it is. But Cody and I will dive into our picks at 80 and 135. And for me personally, I have Zachary Carter drafted at 80 with the 80 overall pick, inside defensive lineman from Florida. And then we have my pick at 135, Kobe Bryant, cornerback that played alongside of uh, Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati. Cody, go ahead and take it away. Who you got at 80 and 135
0: and why? Yeah, look, at pick number 80, I decided to go with Ed Ingram inside offensive lineman from LSU I really do like this guy because first and foremost we all know the way the Houston Texans offensive line is set up as of right now you got Laramie Thompson on one side there's a possibility you could put um, Titus Howard back on the right side but we all know the inside of that offensive line really needs a lot of work when I take a little look at a guy like Ed Ingram not only are you getting an offensive lineman that can a excel and pass coverage but being most importantly john you're gonna love this is where you're going to get an offensive lineman who is also good in run blocking as a matter of fact we all know that it's possibly the number one attribute that nick Casario and the houston texans need to make sure they go out there and get when they start analyzing and dissecting these offensive linemen like i mentioned inside linemen he's played he plays the guard position and what i like most about him well one of the other things i like most about him during his time at lsu i believe he only gave up somewhere in the ballpark of two to three sacks and this is a guy who played at lsu for three out of four seasons he was suspended i think during the 2020 season was didn't really affect him that much because that was the COVID year but I think if the Texans keep their offensive linemen as as the way it is as of right now you bring in a guy like Ed Ingram of course pairing him alongside Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard I think the Houston Texans offensive linemen will take a tremendous step now at pick 135 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen me and John did our mock draft separately he did his picks I did my picks And out of all the selections, me and John both pick Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati at pick 135. John, I'm going to let you tell the listeners why we decided to go with Kobe Bryant. And the only reason why I'm, I'm handing it over to you is because you think I only selected him because of his name. And that is not the case.
1: Well, I'm going to speak directly to Kobe Bryant at 135, and then I'll go back to my pick at 80. But Mm -hmm. 4-5-40, 17 reps at the bench press. He's a player that I I like Kobe. Had an opportunity to watch that young man from Monday all the way through Saturday for the game at the Senior Bowl. And he was by far the best corner out there. Very productive. One NFL scout gave him an NFL comparison of P.J. Williams, your boy, uh, from the New Orleans Saints. I uh, have some good stints. I have them written down here. Very great in coverage. He has very good ball skills. And we talk about a team that has put an emphasis on turning the ball over. Kobe Bryant is a guy five seasons had 10 interceptions. Very good in coverage, right? He can uh, he can track down those throws and play against the receiver. I like that. I have not seen him be scared to come up and you know tackle in the run game as well. Uh, very physical at times when he needs to be. Uh, He's able to maintain his positioning through the route phases. Doesn't necessarily get mixed up a lot when it comes to uh, defending these routes from receivers. And we know that a good receiver can win at routes. Doesn't necessarily get knocked off his game with that. And like I mentioned with the run game, he does come up in the run support. He's committed to being better in run support as well. We look at him and, There may be opportunity for him to get better in terms of man coverage, and I get that. I think every corner can get better in terms of man coverage outside of, you know, Sauce Gardner, who I think is the best defensive player in this year's draft. And uh, and, uh, one scout for NFC team said, very serious-minded, good in your meeting room, and talented on the back end. So he's a guy that's going to come in day one and work, figure out how to get better. I like Kobe Bryant, and I think that if the Houston Texans had an opportunity to draft Kobe Bryant, they'll be bringing in a player that I think could do two things. Number one, immediately make an impact for this defense. Number two, he could be one of those players where he can create the turnovers that Lovey Smith and his defense wants. Now, at pick 80, I got inside defensive lineman Zachary Carter out of Florida. He's a player that I believe can play multiple positions across this defensive front. 6'4, uh, 250. Last season had eight sacks. The year before that, 2020, five sacks. In his second year, 4.5 sacks. He also ran a 4.9 as well. Bench pressed 19 times. So you would like to see more uh, of that strength, but he's very strong, has a very good base, broad jump of 110. Uh, and I also look at his NFL comparison to Adrian Claiborne. Claiborne is a player that can play a little bit of inside, a little bit of out. Houston would love a player like Zachary Carter because he can do two things for you. Number one, he can be a part of rotational depth. You have to play him at the three, he can play that. You have to play him on the outside the five, he can play that. You have to play him in some of that 4 opposition, he can play that. He understands his role. understands how to play his role. Doesn't necessarily go out and chase sacks. And very good with the run. And I love some of his moves in his arsenal. Very good. Pull the grab down. Very good dipping hip. So he knows how to work the offensive lineman and get to the defensive. I mean, get to the uh quarterback. So he's a player overall. I like what he can bring to Houston at 80, a potential starter, a potential player that can be very significant in rotation. We look at Houston, Texas trying to bring back uh Jacob Martin. And Jacob Martin is a player they've had for the last three years since they've traded Young Clowney, and he's been a very situational player. Zachary Carter can be that, but with a higher ceiling. And so that's why I like him at pick 80. It's Selection Sunday, as we are recording. You guys will hear this on Monday. It's the time of year for college basketball where March Madness, the tournament of all tournaments, is finally upon us. And from all of the latest odds of contests and player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting, wagering, information, needs, including live betting, and your favorite casino games as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. As we continue with our <coughs> mock pre-free agency, pre-draft mock draft, you know, everything <laughs> craziness going on and Tom Brady coming back. By the way, Tom Brady. <laughs> just kind of stole a show. You know who? You know who's mad about this? Who? Like Aaron Rodgers held everybody out. Is I'm gonna return? Is I'm not gonna return? Of course, I know it's not proper news. You know, he comes back to Green Bay, right? Boom, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Denver. You may still think that my news is significant enough to hold airways. Boom, Deshaun Watson, no silver charges.
0: Boom, Tom Brady back. <laughs> Oh, you forgot what? Boom. Carson Wentz goes to Washington. <laughs> hey, that's, that's big news as well, man. That's that's still that big news. No
1: <laughs> damn, big news. There. But the remaining picks 180, 203, and 205, Cody, in my mock draft, which I suggest everyone go check out, uh, thedraftnetwork.com. Again, thedraftnetwork.com. At picks 181, Hassan Haskin, running back out of Michigan at pick 203. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I was shocked Leon O'Neill Jr. was available at 10. I mean at 203. Uh, but again, this is a draft simulation. I think after the combine, I think he had a great combine. Um, his draft stock may go up. I don't see him going that late in that 205. Wide receiver Michael Woods, and I would like to say, ladies and gentlemen, that not only was the combine last week, pro days are coming up, man. Where some of these guys will be at their own universities. Uh, they've had, a, you know, would have a, a month in between almost where they can improve on some of the things that they needed to get better at from their combine. So the pro day is where you're going to get a lot of these scouts out to those schools, man. You're going to have some of these players really taking off and. But I'm going to highlight Hassan Haskins, the running back out of Michigan, in his first season as the number one tailback for Michigan. Uh, Ran for a total of 1,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. Now, here's what I like about Hassan Haskins as a running back. In his first year, had a damn good year, right? Helped that Michigan team. At one point, it was a top-four-ranked college football team, uh, I want to say. um. Uh, they, he wears down a defense with his physicality. So he will be a, one of those younger backs where I've mentioned the idea of Marlon Mack. I've mentioned the idea of Sony Michelle. I want to specifically mention Marlon Mack one more time where I think he, with his size and his physicality, how he runs the ball, he'd be able to be one of those very grinded out running backs. And I get that. However, if Houston – Played around with the idea of bringing in Marlon Mack. Then I look at her son Haskins as one of those run, one of those stronger running backs who can wear down a defense. He's just younger, um, good at going through contact, leaning forward through those contacts. We know some running backs when you get hit at the line of scrimmage, that's just it. Haskins is one of those physical running backs where he can still lean forward for a couple of extra yards. So uh, a second and ten on a no game could possibly be a second and seven or a second and six six, with how he runs the ball. And I do understand it. Not one of those dynamic running backs that you probably would like to see Houston draft who can also uh, catch out of the backfield like a Tyler, Tyler Beatty out of Mizzou. I understand that that is one of those deficiencies of his game. And I also look at, he could be a whole lot faster, right? Playing for Michigan, those big boys up front, and normally it could just move a lot of those guys out the way and then you can have to deal with one or two back uh one or two guys coming your way. The NFL speed is a whole lot faster. Things are a whole lot quicker. So I look at him as a player that definitely can work on being more quicker in his game and having some more burst. Hated he didn't run a 40 in the combine. I fully expect Haskins to run a 40 at his pro day.
0: For me personally, John, listeners and viewers, at pick number 181, I have linebacker from the University of Houston, David uh, Eddy. At pick number 203, I have running back from BYU, Tyler Algier. And at pick number 205, I have Jalen Naylor, the wide receiver from Michigan State. And ladies and gentlemen, if you did not do so as of right now, please be sure to check out our free agency preview that john and i did um and in that show i mentioned how i want to see the houston texans improve their backfield and my selection my wish list for the houston texans for free agency was signing running back james connor and part of the reason why i wanted to see the texans sign him is because that is a guy who will be able to come in and give the houston texans some great production coming out of the backfield sooner rather than later however we are talking about a houston texans and team that is in a rebuild so of course later might be more important than the now and when I take a look at Tyler running back from BYU you're looking at a guy who finished his collegiate career with 1,606 rushing yards 23 touchdowns in 2020 and the 2021 season he rushed for over a thousand twice and and John you know how much the Houston Texans love versatility. This is a guy who is not only explosive coming out of the backfield, but you could use him as a threat in the passing game. This is a guy who caught last last season. This is a guy who caught 28 balls for 200 yards. And I think we will also have an opportunity to see whether or not Danny Barrett is a good running back coach. Because look, with the Houston Texans drafting this late, now you're looking at, now you're looking at why your your position coaches are important and john you know me over the last two seasons i have been taking up for danny berry because i've been saying he has not had the talent to say whether or not he's a good coach. However, for a guy like Tyler, you take a look at a guy who may not be NFL ready as of right now, but if you get get him under the right position coach, and look, we all know what Pip Hamilton can do as the offensive coordinator, plus pairing him alongside with Davis Mills, I do believe this could be a running back for the future for the Houston Texans.
1: I think think right now we're both kind of high on uh, bringing in some running backs, some youthful running backs, that Houston could game plan for this season and beyond. So, um, and I think you may have it a little bit more on the nail with your back with that versatility. Mm -hmm. I I think Houston is in the market of kind of where everybody else is in terms of what are you looking for your running back in 2021? Someone that can block, someone that can catch the ball out of the backfield and we still need you to run between the tackles successfully. Mm -hmm. And whenever you get a running back, that late, or whenever you get a running back, um, that young, I would say it makes sense for NFL teams. That way, you can avoid the contracts. And by the way, running backs' contracts right now are all that firing. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, McCra- uh, Zeke, uh, D- Davin Cook is available f- for trade.
0: Davin Kamara's not
1: no, 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 but Davin Cook is, um. Alvin Kamara is not, and I think that's because he's one of those running backs that has been very productive uh given his skill set. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the draft a little bit more, but I, I think everything in the NFL right now is just thrown off <laughs> balance. So don't go anywhere. Locked on Texas. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback, Air Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Before we talk about the NFL Draft and end off the show with that, our good friend over at the Pro Football Network, Aaron Wilson, has tweeted that sources close to the situation. Uh, The Saints emerging as extremely serious contenders in the Deshaun Washington trade market and have made trade proposals. Now, in this trade proposal, Ryan Ramchick, Marcus Davenport, I was just talking with a Saints Mm. fan about him uh, earlier today at work, a young kid out of UTSA. Shout out to UTSA, man, Putting boys in the league. And Eric McCoy are players that we should be looking out for along with the first-round picks as well. And uh, that's what's going on in the NFL right now in terms of Deshaun Watson. We talked about the Vikings possibly throwing in their hat. And the first part of the doubleheader, well, the Vikings just extended her cousins <laughs> to a one-year deal worth $35 million. So, Damn! It's a lot of money, man. Kirk, if you watching this, man, I've been one of your, you know, number one supporters since Washington, man. Look out for your boy. I got a wedding <laughs> coming up. It's June, man. I need a little bit of money, man, to put on these books. But uh, we'll, we'll continue with the Deshaun Watson coverage. We're going to go ahead and end off the draft coverage. Picks three to 205, rounds one to round seven, Cody. Uh, I think the only thing that would change – how the Texans will approach the first round and throughout the draft is whenever the uh, the trade for Deshaun Watson goes down hmm. and they'll be able to expand on their possible uh, list of players that they may be possibly able to draft now that they have those additional picks. And if that's the case, listen, I would love Zion Johnson here in Houston. And I've said it once, i said it before, I think he's the best guard. In this draft, I think the versatility gives him a notch above those other players, able to play some tackle, able to play some center. But I love him at guard, move him to left guard, put Titus Howard at left tackle. Maybe that gives you some more leeway with Laramie Tussle and try to figure out what his deal and his future with the Houston Texans will look like
0: and john that is exactly where i'm going when i take a look at my um first three picks you know my position goes safety wide receiver edge um and this is part of the reason why i wanted to do this pre-free agency mock draft and i might as well say pre trade mock draft because as you mentioned you know the package that the texans are going to get for deshaun watson will change the 2022 draft by the way Uh, we are going to be very very busy for this year's NFL draft unlike last year but you know um, when I take a look at my first three picks like I mentioned safety wide receiver edge I think one of the biggest things that would change on my end would be whether or not they move on from Laramie Tunsil if they move on from Laramie Tunsil I do see the Houston Texans going after an offensive lineman within the first two rounds of this year's NFL draft by the way as we alluded to during in our free agency preview, Um, the Houston Texans and cornerback Malcolm Butler has started flirting with each other. And if they are able to get their hands on Malcolm Butler, I do not see the Houston Texans drafting Kobe Bryant Um, at pick number 135. They will probably target a corner that they can develop probably in those later rounds as well.
1: Until we get into more Houston Texans tomorrow.
0: If we don't have an emergency pod...
1: <laughs> Make sure you come back. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman12. Follow the Locked On Texan Twitter page at Locked On Texans and subscribe to the Locked On Texans on YouTube.
0: And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Why 24? Because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. And no, I'm not talking about Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen until there's an emergency podcast (laughs) breaking news who knows within the next 24 to 48 hours until next time peace